As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. Before we get started, we would like to invite you to leave a review for this podcast in iTunes. It's a brand new show and it's really important in the launch of a new podcast to gather reviews. Will you please help us spread the word by leaving a review so that more mamas have a chance of finding this podcast when they search for one? We read every single review and we promise to keep doing that. We love what everyone, all of you ladies have been saying about the Pregnancy and Birth Made Easy podcast here with My Essential Birth. So thank you everyone for your continued support. All right, mamas. So we have done a previous one where it was things they didn't tell you, postpartum edition, this one's pregnancy edition, and I got to tell you, this one's a lot more fun. We were laughing <laughs> coming up with all the things that you just don't know about. There's And there's more. Like, you you guys, we're going to list, what, like a 100? I don't know. There's a lot of things to talk about right now, and it's not even all of them. So <laughs> that's fun. Um, before we get started, we got to tell you, though, we're going to talk about all those normal things that you hear about, like, oh, um, I'm going to gain some weight, or my nipples might get darker. There's things like that, but then we're going to get into all the things that we just laugh on the sidelines like why did nobody tell me that this could have been a reality (laughs) so with that let's get started all right so I remember when I was watching some videos on YouTube birth videos you know in preparation for my upcoming birth one of the things I noticed is that these women all had areolas the size of like small dinner plates (laughs) and I was like what is wrong like I must just have really nice looking breast and didn't realize it, you know, like, cause I like the way mine look well. And then I start nearing the end of my pregnancy. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror out of the shower one day and I was like, Oh my gosh, what is happening to my, (laughs) to my chest? And, um, so that I feel like is something they don't always tell you about. No, they don't. And what I think is interesting too, is it's not just the areola, it's the nipple size. Yeah. Your nipple gets larger and longer. Like it just, <laughs> anyways, I had one, I had one woman that described it as a tater tot. I, yeah. Yeah. Like, anyways, it's a thing. My little sister, so I was the first in my family of siblings to have kids. And she was like, do I need to be worried? She was like, maybe 18, 19. You and mom, like when we're in swimsuits, like your nipples stick out all big. <laughs> like mine don't do that. What is wrong? And I was like, no, no, no. Mine didn't do that either. So here's something comforting. Um, Yes, they get bigger. They even get darker. I think of it like a landing pad for a baby. Like this is where you <laughs> like to get their 
attention. It's like the contrast, right? Of, well, yeah. Just like they can see like black and white contrast. Just, right. Yes. No, absolutely. I'm convinced that it's there for yes. a reason, but well, I also want to reassure you, at least in my case, I honestly haven't interviewed you and I could have a discussion about this, but I know that just to comfort you, my areolas, they don't stay that big. Mine went back down to yeah. pretty close Mine to their smaller size. Mine did too, but I think because I was breastfeeding for, you know, well, you too. Did they like stay that size throughout? Like, um, yeah, I mean, when I was yeah. breastfeeding, maybe so. Mine took a couple years to like pink up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. They won't stay that big and that dark forever. Right. Um. So take comfort. But they'll in never that. be the same. You're but they welcome. won't be the same. <laughs> I did watch, I remember watching a YouTube video. I think I was pregnant with my first and she was kind of doing like a, yeah, they didn't tell you about this. And so she like blows up a balloon and she's like, your breasts get like this. And then she pops it and like, it's just like hanging there. And she's <laughs> like, and this is what it looks like afterwards. And I'm like, oh, but and, I mean, we've talked about this before. I've, I've got one that hangs, doesn't want to perk up. But you also might not. I know that mine recovered pretty well after breastfeeding. They I could see how women would maybe consider a breast lift after because I kind of feel that way. Implants. But they haven't totally lost their fullness. Maybe that's yeah. just because I've put on some weight. Though. I was going to say, I've actually <laughs> put on some weight, some healthy weight, like recently. And I'm like, you know what? I might keep this on. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> looks good. The girls look good. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, nausea. That's like a common one, right? Like a lot, a lot of moms deal with this. But um, And if you're dealing with it now, you might not know. It's not just in the morning. <laughs> and it's not just, um, it's not like you're necessarily throwing up all the time. You just you feel like be. you might right? That's throw me. up at That's anytime. how I did it. Yeah. And then the other thing you need to know, and with all of these, you might have this, you might not. I am one of those women that you can totally hate because I didn't really get sick with my pregnancies. I think with my first, the smell of peanut butter kind of threw me off a little bit. Oh, but how terrible for you. I know, but that was, I could count on one hand the number of times I threw up with that pregnancy. So, oh, that's great. Um, and it's not, like you just said, it's not just morning sickness. It's like an all-day nausea. Awfulness. And it might not go away in your first trimester. It could last clear until you deliver that baby. We hope that that's not the case for you. But if it is, just know that it's not necessarily abnormal and it's unfortunate. <laughs> Um, weight gain was another one too. Um, I, we want to touch on this because we talk about this in the birth course, of, of course, and then we've talked about it on Instagram or really mm -hmm. anytime you talk to us, if you're talking about your weight, weight gain, we can go off of an average, but it is individual person to person, mom to mom and yeah. pregnancy to pregnancy. Um, even my first one I gained, so I gained about 45 pounds and everybody's like, Oh yeah, you know, that's not too far away from the 35 pound average. But I started off at 102. So when I tell people, well, I gained like half of my body weight, in, you know, yeah. then it becomes like, oh, you can visualize that a little more. So um, just my mother-in-law, she said she gained 60 with every single one. She's like 5'2 and 100 and something pounds, like tiny, you know. Yeah. Um, I remember when we took a birth course and we were in a community of other pregnant mamas, um, there was a girl, she was the most disciplined, healthy eater I have ever met. Here I am with my writing down my nutrition tracker powdered donuts. Like, you know, <laughs> I wasn't, I'm better now. I wasn't so great then. She was amazing and she gained 60 pounds and she goes, you know, I, um, I really care about my physique. I worked really hard to look the way that I do. And so mentally I'm trying not to let 60 pound weight gain way too heavily on me. I'm trying to tell myself that, um, as long as I'm eating the way I'm supposed to, that whatever weight I, 
whatever weight I gain is okay. She's like, but mentally that's kind of doing a number on me. That's fair. I, yeah, I think that's very realistic. Um, I held on to some of that. I'll tell you the aftermath was harder for me. I actually like how I look when I'm pregnant because it pulls it like, you know, it, I do. I feel like I have that glow. My skin is better. My hair is better, which we'll talk about in a minute. But on top of that, I got stretch marks from my first and I didn't have, I have to tell you, it was so rough. It was like 39 weeks and baby dropped. And then it was like, poof, and like <laughs> both sides. And I was like, nobody told me I could get stretch marks on my butt. Nobody told me they could be on my hips. I had them on my boobs. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. And then after that all went away and I'm like a thinner person, even now it just sits there and it, it is hard. It's not, yeah. it's not fun. <laughs> I what, But I also want you again, take comfort knowing that um, women talk about how much weight they gained and some women unfortunately do get a little fuller in the face and other Me. parts of their body <laughs> when they're pregnant. Um, but then maybe they slim down when they're breastfeeding. For me, it was the complete opposite. I actually look really good. I thin out in my hips and in my arms when I'm pregnant, but then when I'm breastfeeding, all that weight would stay on. Mm-hmm. And so just understand that, um, it can be different. It is different for each woman and even from pregnancy to pregnancy, like you said. Yeah. And it's okay to have, however you're feeling about it, be the way that you're feeling about it. There's nothing wrong with whatever your thoughts and emotions are regarding that. But I think you can take comfort. What we don't want to see or encourage is like, you know, people being so careful that they're not gaining weight right. appropriately, or you're eating so much that it's in an unhealthy manner. So like Courtney said, if you're eating a healthy, well-balanced diet, you're getting enough water, you're exercising, doing some kind of walking or what, then you gain what you gain. And that's really important to understand. Yep. Some women may experience a stuffy nose that does not go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never had this. Did you have it? Um, I did. I did. But it, mine did go off and on, but it was obnoxious, especially because I like to sleep with my mouth closed. I have this like panic fear of bugs <laughs> crawling into my mouth Ooh. if I'm asleep with my mouth open. So when I can't sleep with it, oh, it really drives me nuts. Yeah. Part of the reason why nausea might be a thing is because your sniffer becomes really sensitive. You're going to become so sensitive to smells. You're going to be like, did somebody open a jar of pickles in the other room? Like you're going to know. And that's, that's really kind of a superpower. On top of that, you might have a warmer body temperature all over. And I actually enjoyed that in the winter when we weren't living in California. But I feel like if I was in a hot climate or I was Mm -hmm. giving birth to my babies, you know, closer to summer, I might not enjoy that so much. Yeah. Pregnant women run on a little bit higher of a temperature when I was pregnant with my first two in the summer in Phoenix. That was fun. Yeah. Your foot size might change. And you had a neat story. <gasps> oh, oh, tell them. It's not me. It's horrible. <laughs> so I started off as a size eight and a half shoe. That's all I wore through, you know, college and all that. With each baby, and I've had four, my shoe size has gone up half a shoe size. So I'm now... Do you think it like tops out? Or if you had nine kids, you'd be like... <laughs> like clown <laughs> yes. feet? Like the bozo, the clown shoes? I don't know, but you guys, I wear a nine and a half to 10 now and it's hard. There's not as many cute shoes in those sizes. Yeah. Um, and I was saying to Courtney, it'd be good for me because I wear a five and a half and I'm like, if I could just make it to six, that's where all the cute shoe sizes start. <laughs> so I think part of it is as you're carrying some extra weight, it puts a little more pressure on the arches of your feet and those may start to fall, especially if you have kind of a higher than well, normal foot arch. that's an interesting take on it. Is that what happened to you? Yeah. Because I, um, I remember different doctors and stuff would remark like, wow, you have these beautiful high arches and mine have fallen a little bit with wow. each pregnancy just because of that. And that would make weight. sense because I have flat feet. 
Like, oh. they are flat, so yeah. I had nowhere to go. So if you have high arches, you may go up a shoe size. We've also got the very fun heartburn or reflux. Uh, some of you might be experiencing that already. It might be worse after you eat spicy foods or if you eat before bed and you lay down or lay down to take a nap after lunch, something like that. Uh, we always recommend that you you can use a little bit of apple cider vinegar just in some water and take a quick swig. That's typically very helpful for moms. Yep, there's some great essential oils, peppermint and things, ginger, that can really help to soothe that discomfort as well. So we've talked about this in other podcast episodes before, but your due date might not be accurate if your doctor is assuming that you have a 28-day cycle and you ovulate right smack dab in the middle. Well, what happens if your cycle is shorter than that or longer than that or you ovulate early or late? It can really um, throw off when your baby might come. Yeah, and it's important that you you pay attention to the due date not being changed by a provider later in pregnancy, whether that's by fundal height or because of an ultrasound. Um, it's really important that you just kind of, you stick with that first one. And like we say, the most accurate way to tell is an ultrasound between 11 and 13 weeks. But if you don't have that ultrasound, then even going off of that first missed period um, and not letting them change it shorter or longer for any reason is probably the best bet. Skin tags. This is a fun one. <laughs> My personal theory, I might be wrong about this, is that you have a lot of growth hormone going in your mm. body and it causes all kinds of things to grow. So... Um, skin tags are just, my mom always tries telling me, well, you can just clip them off with like nail clippers. Ouch. I pulled them off with my nails. Oh, I was like, you are get brave. off of my body. There were, I broke out with like 20 of them, like on my chest yeah. and like on my neck. I had one that was so big. And so I finally, I did, I tied a piece of floss around <gasps> it and I just kept pulling and pulling. And oh. I was like, get oh. off of my body. <laughs> Ow. I do not have the pain threshold. It made me angry. I, the second they would pop up too, I was like, oh, you're gone. <laughs> I will say there's a really neat invention now, the little mini face razors. Have you seen that? The little oh, tinkle razors? No. Um, I learned about these in a makeup application. Like, you know, if you've got little peach fuzz on your hey. face, which can also happen. I'm not looking at, <laughs> oh I'm looking gosh. at you while we podcast. I'm not looking at your face. For that I think reason. I shaved it this week. Um, Maybe last week. But you do get a little extra you might get peach fuzz on your face when That's you're a pregnant. big deal. Nobody t I remember looking at my mom. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. I remember looking at my mom's face growing up and being like, oh, my gosh, like, you have <laughs> so much hair on your face. Why? And never understanding. And I got pregnant, and I was like, no. Be be aware. You Yeah, like she said, there. I just shave the my. The little tinkle razors can You can, can do take a tinkle razor. Of... I just shave it like a man. <laughs> They can take care of um, those little skin tags as they're starting to form the oh, peach fuzz. Yeah. You know, they peach, help, peach fuzz got to go. Yeah. You know? See you later. Uh, pregnancy mask. That's a fun one. I still have this. So I was told, oh, yeah, you can have some darkening pigmentation uh, during pregnancy. It'll probably go away. Eh, mine has stayed forever. Uh, there's some skin stuff that that I've done to try and lessen it. You know, the best thing that you can do, honestly, is stay out of the sun, use sunscreen, wear a hat, that kind of thing. But it might be around, so be aware of that. One thing we want to talk about, and we have to tell you first in advance that we are not your care provider, and so you'll want to discuss anytime you have any kind of bleeding, spotting during pregnancy, that's an immediate phone call to them. But one thing that women kind of scares them, maybe the first time it happens, is it can sometimes be normal to have some spotting during your pregnancy. We might see this around the time of what's called implantation. Um, you can have implantation spotting. Um, I also have known women who they spot just a little bit during pregnancy around the time when they normally would have had a period. Um, 
again, it's not like bright red and lots of blood, but just a little spotting here and there. Yeah, worst case with that, though, I've actually heard of women, don't worry, very, very few who have had a period the entire time, mm -hmm. which is crazy to me. Every month, I feel like that's extremely unfair, and I'm so sorry if you're one of those women. Um, and another one is to have a cycle after you've conceived. So your next cycle from the other ovary, for whatever reason, you still shed that endometrial layer, obviously not all of it or however that works. But I find that interesting too. And you want to be careful that, about due dates with that regard too, if you know that you're pregnant. Yeah. Unfortunately, Stephanie and I have both had miscarriages before. And one of the things she and I noted is that um, spotting can sometimes and usually is can be normal. Um, sometimes cramping by itself, it can be a little crampy. I find that it's the two of them combined that can sometimes um, be indicative of a potential miscarriage. But for any of those things, call your doctor, call your midwife, whoever you're working with, and, and just check things out with them. Yeah, because it could be normal or it could be like a red flag for something. Prenatal depression is another one. I experienced this and I didn't know what it was because... First of all, I don't even think I had heard about postpartum depression with my first pregnancy, but I remember just feeling really sad and it was past the point of like crying at a Hallmark commercial kind of thing. It was like almost like there was a dark cloud hanging over me. Um, I couldn't get myself out of it. I just felt like really sad and dark and heavy and mopey a, a lot of the time. I actually called my care provider. It was probably like 20 weeks or so. And it came on really strong. And I called my care provider and I'm like, I'm not worried about harming myself or anything like that. I'm like, but I'm, I don't normally feel like this. And I feel like I need to tell somebody this isn't normal for me. Um, unfortunately, they didn't have a lot next to putting me on an antidepressant that re they recommended. But I will tell you from experience that things that help are getting out in the sun, mm -hmm. watching your nutrition, making sure you're getting leafy greens, lots of water. And that you're not some, getting a ton of crap. Yes, big time. A, a ton of sugar, a, a ton of processed foods that can all lead to it feeling worse. Um, talking to somebody, I talked to my husband about it. I'm With our church, we believe in the power of the priesthood. So I actually had a priesthood blessing. Um, and then on top of that, I think just making sure that you're aware of the signs so that you can catch it early enough to hopefully have a good effect on it. But even if that's the case, if you do all the things, and, and medicine is an option. I'm not opposed mm -hmm. to medication. I did not choose to do that with my first, um, but that is an option too. So making sure that you're speaking with the right people for that as well. As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. constipation. Some women just are not prepared for this, especially if they're used to being nice and regular. But <laughs> constipation can totally be a thing during pregnancy. Um, best invention of like the decade, I think, would be the squatty potty. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> really it's helps. better than my laundry basket. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I had my feet up on anything. And I so part of it was like a lot of women experience anemia. And so they add iron. And so when you're taking an iron supplement, that it increases your chances of constipation. So I kind of wonder, too, if a woman is feeling particularly nauseous, maybe she's not eating enough, not drinking mm, enough. And yes. usually when you are feeling sick, the things that do sound good to you aren't the roughage like vegetables right. and things. And so maybe that contributes to it as well. Totally. Uh, being super wet downstairs <laughs> down in your lady bits yeah I literally as soon as I am pregnant I have to wear a pad the whole time just like one of the once dailies maybe switch it once or twice but it I just drip so heads yep. up <laughs> leaky faucet <laughs> Sorry. um I hemorrhoids I know women get them during pregnancy it sounds absolutely miserable to me when yes. people describe it um, so lucky for you if you haven't had that problem, but it can be a thing during pregnancy. Flatulence. That's a good one. <laughs> Just walking around, tooting it up. Hey man, farts are funny. <laughs> Just be honest. Unless you're at work and it's a very serious moment. Like right. it just, anyways. You and your the, partner, you'll out. reach a whole new level of, of closeness <laughs> and comfort with each other. And along with that, burping and hiccups. Don't you feel like all yes. the time? Like, I don't know if it's there's like less space, baby's pushing on things, but you're just like, uh, 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 this all the time. Or I would have like these trucker burps that my oh, nice. husband was like, whoa, <laughs> hey, yo. That's awesome. Um, peeing your pants. That's actually one of the first signs that I had that I was pregnant. <laughs> I remember it was Christmas time. I was wrapping a pres present on the floor. Somebody made me laugh. And prior to that, I had wonderful bowel control. <laughs> but for whatever reason, just it was enough to literally make me pee my pants and that was my first indication like wait a minute this isn't normal for me and I went and took a pregnancy test and it was positive that's so funny uh, but let's talk about peeing for a second because I think it's funny in first trimester people are like oh your baby's growing they're putting pressure on that bladder that's why you're peeing and your first trimester that's not really the reason why um, your blood volume starts to increase as you become pregnant kind of as a safeguard for birth and, and for baby. Um, and so your kidneys are having to filter a lot more, and so thus you're peeing more. But for a lot of women, that can be a first sign that they're pregnant. However, as you get towards the end of your pregnancy, you really are peeing because you have it's a giant baby sitting on your bladder. Yeah. And if you're lucky, peeing your pants will remain with you after you have your baby, like me. <laughs> that so. is cruel. Yes. Um, but keep in mind, because I, I feel like I have to add this in there, um, sometimes postpartum that can be a sign that you need to work a little bit on your pelvic floor and there are things that you can do to strengthen your PC muscle um, so that you don't pee your pants forevermore. Yes, it can also be a sign of endometriosis, which is a topic Ooh. for another day. Yeah. Um, but I did all the things and still have issues. So let's talk about cramps and twinges. <laughs> so leg cramps, that can be like a really common thing. You wake up, you got a Charlie horse, you're like, oh my gosh, my leg's doing its own thing. Mm -hmm. um, making sure that, you know, you, you put your heel out and lift your toes towards your face kind of thing to get rid of a Charlie horse. But I think probably the most um, helpful thing that was provided for me was a calcium magnesium supplement. And mm -hmm. it was in a liquid form and it really did get rid of the Charlie horses. So that was great for me. I was a swimmer all through most of my childhood and high school years. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but a shot of pickle juice 
can oh. help those those Charlie horses so fast. Interesting. Um, and so, yeah, that's just a little tidbit there for you. Good. Um, metallic taste in your mouth. This was really heavy for me the first trimester, and it made everything taste disgusting, and it was just weird to have, like, a metal taste in my mouth. And then along with that, you can have extra saliva or a watery mouth. You feel like you're drooling. <laughs> There's just extra fun stuff that happens. You, um, you have sensitive gums. There's such thing as pregnancy gingivitis. There's just a mm. lot going on in there. And so you're going to want to be careful, even as tired as you might be, and the temptation might be to just skip brushing or flossing. Now is actually a really important time to um, stay on top of that habit. Your breasts grow bigger. This is my favorite part. Okay. I started off with my little abron only filling one side. And so my boobs grew and I was like, this is heaven. This is the best thing ever. In fact, when I had my baby, cause they went, I like went from an A to like a full C, almost a D. And I came home from the hospital and my husband was like, it looks like you didn't have a baby. It looks like you went and had your boobs done. And I was like, yes, <laughs> this is where it's at. But what I was not prepared for is I was breastfeeding full time and I those things started going down at like three months and I'm like no no like I'm doing the thing yeah Yeah. so and then for some women who already are well endowed it might be a little uncomfortable it might be painful you might start to hate your underwire bra or have ideas of cutting them off (laughs) but just know that there's going to be breast changes for sure and it's worth it to get fitted into a bra that fits and you may need to do that one or two times during pregnancy and then again during postpartum but um, be kind to yourself into your tatas and invest in some um, really good bras you will never be able to have enough pillows (laughs) when you're (laughs) pregnant Um, one just ain't gonna cut it you're gonna need like a minimum of three it's okay three I think I was up to eight. No way. <laughs> where, did, where did your husband sleep on the bed? Yeah, he was off to the side. That's fine. That's where he is anyways, because even when I don't have pillows, I have to, I like turn myself sideways and I have one leg up and one leg way out. He yeah. doesn't get room anyways. He was used to that. You just have a lot more pressure points. Your center of gravity is off. It's okay to have many pillows to support you so that you can rest comfortably. And you're going to be so tired, which is really unfair because then you're going to have a baby and you're going to be more tired. And I don't feel like you need practice on being tired. So I don't know why our bodies do that, but you're not, I mean, sleep goes away or it can go away fairly quickly. If you're like me, I'm a stomach sleeper and like instantly I can't be doing that. Um, I remember working um, full time and just coming home and just being exhausted. I couldn't get off the couch. I was just really tired even being pregnant all the time. That went away a little bit during my second trimester. And then I would say the last few weeks that precede birth, you are up all night long peeing and uncomfortable. And I really do think it's heaven's way of sort of preparing you um, mentally and emotionally for being up with a new little baby every few hours. You have to reach a point where you go, I'm up anyway, send the baby. (laughs) I'm glad you saw it that way. I had a, a much not nicer experience <laughs> like this is not okay <laughs> um crazy dreams right well, you're yes. while you're sleeping when if you sleep maybe part of it is the like not getting into your REM cycle you know yeah but those dreams are messed up I <laughs> I mean right we should probably do an entire episode and just grab clips from everybody about their dreams because it is insane I had one where I looked at my baby and I wanted to see him a little closer so I gently took him out of my belly and I held him and I was like oh and then I couldn't get him back in like stuff like that like what is going on <laughs> my teeth were falling out and I'm just yes kidding. that's where no Google, that's real no I know that's where like Google is helpful because I remember one time looking something up I was like 
this sounds really messed up, but it actually means good luck apparently. So I don't know. Don't read too much into your dreams. Don't obsess over them. It's it's normal. Unfortunately, that's true. Yeah. And mom brain along the lines of your brain. <laughs> it is a thing. I don't know what happens or why, but I just remember feeling just a tad more absent-minded than normal. Yeah. Mine didn't go away. So. Nope. But although I do feel maybe it was heightened, but it was it's always been worse since having children, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. I feel like this is also connected. Emotional instability. Definitely. Definitely this is all connected. People make jokes about this, right? Like crying during the commercials and stuff like that. But you, you really are. It's you real. You become sensitive. Sensitive. I remember laughing, like being like, what is wrong with my mom? Like we're watching Bambi. We're watching Cinder. You know what I mean? Like what is happening right now? Yeah. And being like, get over it, lady. I'm the worst. I'll cry at songs, like, still mm-hmm. to this day. Yeah, it's bad. People will comment and say really dumb stuff that they shouldn't to you <laughs> when you're pregnant. All the um, time. They will say, wow, you don't even look pregnant from behind. Or can you even tell you're pregnant? It's funny because some women are so hurt when they're told things like, you look really top heavy. Or, wow, you really fill out when you're pregnant. But at the same time, other women who um, get really offended or hurt when people are like, you can't even tell you're pregnant. And you're like, I am working so hard to grow this baby. Yeah. Don't tell me yeah. I don't look pregnant. Basically, just don't say anything unless it's like you know it's going to be a nice comment to yeah. a pregnant woman. Um, the the whole, are you sure there's only one in there? Oh, gosh. <laughs> who says that? Thank you. Gosh, let me meet that person if this ever happens. While I am around, it'll I be the death. People, they get excited around pregnant women. They just want to be able to celebrate with them because new life. Maybe is they exciting. just have problem communicating. Like, why would that's that a, be? What comes out of your mouth? I just, I think they want to say something, right? And that's what comes out. And along those same lines, are people wanting to touch your belly? Or how about you look so good for being so close to having your baby? I'm 20 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Only halfway done, lady. Yeah. Um, I know that there's like a big movement going across Instagram about women who are like, you know, hands off, don't touch my belly and choosing to be super offended about it. And I understand it is your body. You don't have to let people touch it. And and I'm all for you advocating for that. But I think that the the language surrounding this has turned really vicious. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I think that we can all just do a little better to be a little more kind. And that doesn't mean you can't set boundaries. And in fact, Stephanie and I will always encourage you to advocate for yourself and set those, but maybe try not to get quite so offended at, at people. <laughs> people get excited touch. about babies. It's yeah. true. But I'm somebody that's like, do not touch me. Um, and they even, they have shirts now that are like, please do not touch. And it's on the belly. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I, I, that's a cute I like way to that. Do it. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know what? They also, for babies, this has nothing to do with the pregnancy episode, but for babies, there's little um, pacifiers. Have you seen them? The binkies mm-hmm. that say, please ask to touch or yeah. same with the t-shirts. And I like that too. All right. No moms that they'll just put the car seat cover over and just leave it there. It doesn't work all the time. Have you seen? People are crazy. Oh, well, I don't know. Or lift if you, it up. But if you wear your baby in a baby wrap, maybe, yeah, maybe that way they're less likely to touch. A friend of mine at church, I noticed she always wore her newborn to church, which I'm all about baby wearing. She's like, I do it because nobody touches them as much if they're like By my breasts. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was smart. Um, all of a sudden, strangers are going to be giving you their unsolicited advice and opinions about Everything, Everything regarding pregnancy, mothering, your birth plans, what you must have for your nursery, how it went for them. So, hey, you have to do X, Y, or Z. It's yeah. it's just, it's a little, and, and 
the next part, the horror stories. The horror stories. Yeah. We've told you guys this is a way for a lot of women to process what they feel like they went through with birth, especially if they felt unheard or things didn't go that the way that they wanted. They're seeking some kind of validation. But remember, you can choose what enters your mind and your thoughts, and it's okay for you to just gently say, um, I'm so excited that you want to share your birth story with me. I have to ask, is this going to be a positive story? I'm really just trying to keep my mind in the right place for birth. You might be super hungry. You know, people make jokes about pregnant women eating everything in sight, but you also might not be hungry and you might have to force yourself to eat. And so I think that's sometimes something pregnant women are unprepared for. This one is close to home for me because people get crazy upset if you don't tell them your personal things like what you're going to name your baby or what sex the baby is. If you choose to wait to find out like we did with our third, I didn't realize it was going to be such an inconvenience for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know what to buy them. Right? Like, what do we do? Pink or blue for the baby shower? Maybe we shouldn't do a baby shower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it is crazy to me how your thoughts, your decisions inconveniences the rest of the world. So that's on you. You don't owe anybody anything. We said we would talk about twinges. Here it is. We get a lot of questions sometimes in the private My Essential Birth um, course Facebook group. Women are like, I'm just feeling these little like it twinges or like this little pain right here. Should I be worried? Um, and there's so many things it could be. So, so many things. Understanding the location and the frequency can help. Uh, but sometimes it's anything from round ligament pain, those ligaments kind of towards the base of your belly that are just stretching can sometimes give you those twinges or it could be something like sciatica or there's just so many things it could be always a good idea to talk to your provider but um yeah those twinges cannot be they're not fun yeah and the three the three free exercises which we'll link below which is always available for free on our website if you head to myessentialbirth.com Um, those exercises are really, really good for helping that exact problem. So if you kind of strengthen that area just a tiny bit, you stretch and strengthen that area, then you're you're less likely to feel those twinges. Also, I'm sure that you guys have heard, but if you haven't, like being careful about how quickly you stand up in and out of a car or even out of a sitting position at all will help. Stephanie, how was your skin in terms of like acne or whatever in your hair during pregnancy? My skin and hair get amazing, amazing. when I'm pregnant. It's my favorite. Was yours the same? Yeah, mine was the same. My I've always had a struggle with acne, but my skin would clear up. My hair would get a little fuller. My nails would get a little stronger. And I'm sure part of that was the prenatal supplements that I was taking. But man, that was a welcomed benefit. Mm-hmm. We wanted to end on a good note. <laughs> We joke about all these things, and they're very real, and some of them are quite heavy. Um, But remember, this is like when it comes to carrying a baby inside of our bodies, I think I want to remember the good things. And so, one of my absolute favorite things like, we do all of this, but we do it with a purpose, and that's to grow this little human that's going to be earth side with us, this little spirit that we're going to have in our home. And I think one of my favorite things is feeling that baby move for the first time and for that to continue to grow and the little tapping back and forth and the, just the moving around and you just, you're growing this little spirit and how that feels to have this like pure, innocent, precious little spirit inside of you, I just think is heaven. 
I loved the moments of connection where my baby was moving around and it was only the two of us who knew. I also loved the moments where I'd be laying in bed next to my husband and maybe the kid was just going wild, <laughs> right, doing practicing soccer kicks and I would spoon my husband, my belly would be next to his mm-hmm. back and I was like, just feel him kick, it's crazy. That's when baby would kick for me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my husband would get to experience that too. It's just, it's magical. It's the best. And then we wanted to leave you with this quote from us, (laughs) but it is adapted from Mother Teresa's Be Kind Anyways quote um, for pregnancy. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered in their thoughts for your pregnancy. Forgive them anyway. If you have questions or concerns about something, providers may bully you or accuse you of being ignorant. Ask your questions anyway. If you're successful in achieving the birth you want, you will have so-called friends who are mad and some genuine enemies Succeed anyway. If you're honest and sincere about your birth plans, your provider may ridicule and turn you away. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend nine months planning for, others could make you feel horrible for overnight. Plan anyway. If you find serenity and happiness in motherhood, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do as a mother today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. If you give your birth your best, it may never be enough to achieve a vaginal birth. Give it your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you, your baby, your family, and God. It was never between you and them anyway. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you. 